don't understand is, even if I did it, which I didn't, why are they making such a big deal over one lousy camera? What you need for your defense is a man who will bring to it an air of dignity and stature. But where are we going to get somebody like that? We're going to get me. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 407 7th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as well, Simon. A gentleman. Today we're discussing Season 10, Episode 9, Snappier Judgment. It's the 227th episode overall, directed by Hi Averback, written by Paul Prevlov, originally aired on December 14th, 1981, and the production code is 1G05. What I don't understand is, even if I did it, which I didn't, why are they making such a big deal over one lousy camera? Well, they figure big crime rings behind all these thefts, and they hope you lead them to the bigger sharks in the pond. Wonderful. Son, I'm sorry to have to tell you this. The Army says, if you can name some names, they'd be willing to call the whole thing off. Colonel, the only way I could name names is if I was a crook, which I'm not. I wish I was. Then I could rat on my buddies and get off. Well, don't go and get yourself fitted for a ball and chain yet. You've still got your day in court, and you've got the truth on your side. With all due respect, sir, at this point, I'd rather have an unimpeachable paid-off witness. You've got more important things to worry about, like getting yourself a defense counsel. My Uncle Harry's the best whiplash man in Toledo. But he's tied up right now. Could we put this off for 10 years to life? Well, don't worry about getting a real lawyer. In these parts, the Army only uses officers. One for your side, one for their side. You can even pick your own if you have somebody in mind. I also have the plot summary. It's the day of Klinger's hearing before a trial of angry officers. Will Klinger be sent up the river? With Charles as his attorney, it's almost certain. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hawkeye and BJ set out to catch the real thief. I can't represent you. We're both witnesses for the prosecution. Didn't Colonel Potter tell you that? Sure he did, but picture this. If one of the state's two-star witnesses suddenly defends me to the hilt, then the whole case would be exposed as an ugly fabrication of sham. I think that's what's known as a conflict of interest. Oh, sure. They got rules for everything. What are they paying you to torpedo me? They subpoenaed us. Hang up. Why are you trusting your future to the hands of a man whose sole legal knowledge is the age of consent in all 48 states? That's what makes him the perfect choice. He can talk anybody into anything. Just ask two-thirds of the nursing staff. Klinger, you're missing the point. A court-martial board is not going to be swayed by the carnal cliches of a third-rate Lothario. What you need for your defense is a man who will bring to it an air of dignity and stature. Yeah, but where are we going to get somebody like that? We're going to get me. You! <laughs> Charles Emerson Winchester, defender of the downtrodden. Charles, you do all the trodding. That's how they got down. And the guest stars in this episode, Peter Hobbs plays Colonel Drake. This is Peter's second and final appearance in MASH. Then we have Jack Blessing. He played Lieutenant Rowling. 93 credits to Jack's resume. Many people recognize him from Star Trek D Space Nine in the episode Trials and Tribulations. Mm. And, and Jim Boke plays the MP. This is Jim's first of two appearances in MASH. Hmm. And of course, we have the return of Monty Bain, who is playing the crooked MP. <laughs> and uh, Kelly Nakahara, of course, returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Why the sudden interest in Klinger's welfare? Yeah. 
You don't even like me. You're always calling me those long four-letter words. I will defend you because I'm the officer most qualified to do so. Finally! Someone who thinks I'm innocent. I didn't say that. Your guilt or innocence doesn't concern me in the least. What concerns me is winning. Sounds like a lawyer to me. Now, this is serious business. What makes you so sure you can win? Why not? After all, what is an attorney but a graduate student who couldn't get into medical school? Gee, somehow being defended by a guy who hates my guts makes me nervous. A good lawyer is not swayed by disaffection for one's guts. Be a rare opportunity. The litigious excitement. The thrust and parry of a verbal joust with a worthy opponent. I didn't understand a word he said. What a perfect lawyer. Don't do it, Klinger. Let I-Corps assign somebody. Oh, sure. Some apathetic clock puncher who doesn't care whether he wins or loses. Let me defend you, Klinger, and I assure you, you won't regret it. It'll be the most rational decision you've made since you renounced women's wear. Consider, Klinger, the first syllable of Winchester is win. Okay, Major, you've got yourself a client. All right. Let's talk about this episode. Hmm. I thought it was <laughs> better than the first part. Yeah. But not by much. I was gonna I gave it a seven one point one. What? So <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't give it a seven as like you know, because it is better than part one. So I can't compare okay. it with part one. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I still think, because I, I watch these back to back when I rewatch them, and I still think I was a little bitter at the whole concept of the idea. So, you know, I mean, and it's Charles being bumbling and stupid, and I don't know. It just. I, and then, you know, they had, we had Hawkeye and BJ trying to get the person to steal Charles's tape recorder. So they're like mm. arguing in the shower and arguing in the mess hall and arguing at the bar. I'm like, <laughs> you're just, you're so obvious about it. Yeah, it was just a little silly to me. Uh, and this here again, we have three doctors going to a trial, and Powder's like, I'll hold down for it. I'm like, well, yeah, hopefully it's like a, it's during the holidays, so maybe there was like a ceased fire because I know for Christmas yeah. they do a ceased fire. Um, well, so <laughs> well, yes, it's supposed to. But I'm just saying. You know, we have three doctors leave. So unless that, that you know, unseen second group of doctors who's... Yeah, it's the second unit again. Yeah, that doesn't really live in that area because we never see them. They're just off to the side. <laughs> it's just weird that Potter would be the only person left alone. Uh, I wrote down, Charles is horrible at being an attorney. Um, <laughs> but what was I expecting? So, I mean, he yeah, did exactly. exactly what I expected. And, of course, he was only worried about himself. Because at the end, mm. all he's saying is, you know, this looks bad on me if you vote to convict him. So think about me. It's all about me. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is Charles. This is what I expect from Charles. Don't worry about Klinger. It's all about you. And it says, I like how they beat the rap. So mm. I like how they set up the, the MP guy using the recorder, you know, which wasn't taken, thankfully, even though they kept talking about it over and over and over. And they were able to, to trap uh, or entrap the guy and have him steal something. I don't know what he stole. What did he steal? Because it wasn't the recorder. Um, they, they were using it to play. I don't remember what yes, he stole. Yes, it was the record. No, he did. He did get the recorder later on. Yeah, but they, they were playing. It. They were using that recorder with their voices to make it sound like they were in the OR. Oh, I don't know. So unless he, it, I mean, that could be a continuity error. But yeah. Anyways, I mean, I did mm. like how that. I like how it was resolved. And of course, you know, right at the last minute, the guy was like, "Oh, I was going to convict you," and I'm like, "Oh, come on." You can't yeah. convict them. There was no hard... Oh, it was so frustrating. Anyways. <laughs> tell me what you thought, Meds. 
Oh, well, I gave it a seven and a half. Um, All right. So I, I've that's, gone up one and a half from the that's first one. That's a big one. Again, improvement. <clears throat> yeah, now, I, again, I don't know if it's because the fact that, you know, I gave it a lower one because I'd watched a load of really good episodes last time. But mm-hmm. I think that, I think it kind of, this episode does make up for the last one. There's some really nice lines in this. Uh, I love Charles about Hawkeye saying he's a third-rate Lothario. It's mm. a nice little thing there. Charles, of course, offering his services, and as you said, it's all going to go uh, go a bit pear-shaped. And I also like the the story about where Klinger got the Bibles from. Uh, I, I oh, yeah. That, that was Especially good. at the end when the, the MP comes to talk to the father <laughs> okay, about the stolen Bibles. And that I really liked. The one thing that did annoy me was Margaret laughing at the statement uh, about Klinger. Oh, yeah. You know, she's laughing really quite I mean to be fair it's cracking laughing because it does look like she's <laughs> Loretta Sweet is laughing, <laughs> laughing properly but I just I just don't quite know why that is and I know we see something a little bit later on between um, uh, Margaret and Klinger but you know they, they have gone past this but he's not useless anymore he's kind of like you know he is quite an important member of the team and she's just laughing at all this stuff and you think this is actually quite serious it's a quite a yeah. serious offence that he's being accused of and he hasn't done it he's a bit annoying that is and yeah. the court case is equally annoying with Charles uh, against the other guy who you know for well he's going to be better than him because <laughs> Charles just thinks he's better than everybody. I thought it was a better episode than the last one. It does not need to be a two-parter at all. You could easily have put all of this in one good episode condensed it down and, and, and got, it, got it all into a nice little package. As you say, with the crooked MP who steals all the stuff, you know, he's hiding it in like the ammunition dump or somewhere near, you know, and, you, and it's a massive tarpaulin full of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you go, yeah. Well, didn't anybody notice this type of <laughs> you know, stolen goods? It, it, it's just a little bit annoying. But again, it worked out with uh, with Hawk and BJ, you know, taking the photograph using the the uh, Polaroid camera, uh, which of course they wouldn't have been able to have done if Klinger hadn't got it back. Um, yeah, sure. it's a, yeah, no, it's, it's in between seven and seven and a half. I, I give it more of that because of the, I, I just like the ending with with the Bible thing coming back and yeah. haunting uh, haunting yeah. Father Mulcahy. I, I, I like that bit. Yeah, but again, it's an unresolved ending. What happens to Father yeah. Mulcahy? Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, or Klinger because he's the one that stole. You know, so it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, so it ended yeah. lighthearted, and it was fine. But it would probably have the same kind of ending of what they did with the plates, if you remember, with the yeah, they swapped jobs at one point, and it was yeah. the plates that <laughs> they go through the window and counting them again. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Colonel, I finally found that rectal thermometer invoice. Klinger had it filed under business equipment. Thank you, Major. In a couple of days, I'll have this cockeye system all straightened out. Don't uncockeye that system, Major. Otherwise, when Klinger gets back, he won't know how to misplace the stuff properly so he can find it later. What if he doesn't come back, sir? Knock off that kind of talk, Major Houlihan. I'm sorry, Colonel. We've got to keep positive thoughts here. Now, how are you doing, Padre? Actually, I'm quite enjoying the job, Colonel. Uh, temporary, though it may be. I only wish I had a machine like this for my own personal use. Well, talk to Klinger when he gets back. Probably plenty more where he hustled this one from. Damn, I wish I could be there in person to vouch for his character. All right, what did IMDb give it? Uh, Oh, right. Okay, so he gave it 7.7. So, again, close close to my one of 7.5. Yeah. But that, um, at least that one I can understand more. It was more enjoyable episode than the first one. Oh yeah. But still, it's only one point above that, mm. that last one that I just don't think deserved a seven point 
<laughs> six, but I could be wrong. Calm, calm, it could be a down. fan favorite. So if it's a fan favorite, calm I apologize down. to people who love it. Just stay calm. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Thank you. I just need to Go breathe. Go to the behind the scenes. Go let's get the, the yeah. Let's, scenes. let's get this episode done. <laughs> now then, Captain Pierce, this shouldn't take long. For the record, I have here a statement declaring that the camera which was found in the defendant's possession was the same camera that you reported stolen. Is this your signature? Rather mundane opening ploy. Uh, yes, but when I signed that, Thank I you, didn't. Captain, you've answered the question. And does this statement not also acknowledge that Corporal Klinger failed to file a stolen goods report when asked to do so by his commanding officer? Yes, but he filed it as soon as we found as out... As soon as you and Captain Honeycutt discovered his so-called oversight and left him no choice. Objection. The prosecution is clearly trying to lead the witness. Mr. President, although the prosecution has subpoenaed him, Captain Pierce is a friend of the defendant. He has continually expressed a reluctance to testify against him. Clearly, he is a hostile witness and... Pursuant to the Uniform Code of Military Justice, I believe that it is my right to employ a greater latitude in questioning him. Captain Rollins, you have certainly done your homework. How appropriate for a schoolboy. Objection overruled. Proceed, Captain Rollins. Now then, Captain Pierce, where were you when the camera was stolen? I was in surgery in the OR, and so might I add was Corporal Find your answer to the questions, Captain, please. Now then, where was Corporal Klinger? As I was about to say, Corporal Klinger was in the OR, helping out, as he always does. I see, helping out. Yes. Would that include such things as leaving the OR to go for penicillin? Well, yes, but, uh, but that was, uh, uh, if I may say so, a compassionate and heroic function. And just how long did he take to perform this compassionate and heroic function? Well, I don't know. I was, I was busy uh, with a patient. I wasn't watching a clock, but it certainly wasn't long. Well, long enough for Klinger to get to your tent, take the camera, stash it away, and return? No, not as long as that. How do you know that? Uh, did you not just tell this court that you were busy with a patient and not watching the clock? Well, those were my words, but that's not what I said. What, I mean, that's... George Captain Pierce, you don't know how long Corporal Klinger was out of the OR. Objection. The question is irrelevant and immaterial, and I'm sure a few other things. I fail to see how this damning testimony establishes my client's guilt or innocence. Well, you're the only one, Major. Overruled. Captain, answer the question. I might remind you that you're still under oath. I don't know how long Klinger was gone, but the supply room Thank is you. very... Your witness, Major. I have no further questions. All right. Behind the scenes, the officers present at the court-martial have non-military hairstyles, one common in the 1980s, which would make sense since it was filmed in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Th- thankfully, no one has a mullet. So that's a... Uh, <laughs> there we go. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Hawkeye addresses the character played by Jack Blessings as Captain Rollins, but he was listed in the closing credits as Lieutenant Rollins, though the character is wearing Captain's bars. Hmm. So uh, credits must be wrong. Cause, credit wrong, yeah. Yeah, credits were done wrong. Hmm, okay. Captain Rollins uses the legal term... Re ipsa luquita. Thank you, Meds. This is the legal term referring to self-evident negligence and is used in civil cases, not criminal cases. For example, a barrel of flour falling off a window of a flour mill onto a passerby. So yeah, so it's not, they didn't intend to hurt somebody, but no, they hurt somebody. Yeah. But the point is, it's, it's, it's not for criminal cases, which that's what this one would be, I guess, not a civil case. Yeah. Uh, now, Winchester's medical Latin is incorrect. It should be unum pulluala acidum acetylosium sluus. Tris in die post sebum, which correctly translated. You're so good. 
Oh, look, there's going to be somebody out there who knows Latin perfectly well and will just <laughs> chastise me for that. And I'm not saying it again. <laughs> uh, which is correctly translated is one pill or tablet or acetylic acid, i.e. aspirin, three times a day after meals. There you go. <laughs> Oof, I'm desperate for uh, behind the scenes when you know I throw those things in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the court-martial proceedings where Klinger is being tried for the theft of Hawkeye and BJ's Polaroid camera, the judge describes it as grand theft. Given that Polaroid cameras during the 1950 ranged from $70 to $80, this would not have been a high enough dollar amount to constitute grand theft, and the charge should have been petty theft instead. Um, yeah, but I mean, what would, what would $70 to $80 in the 1950s? That's still not grand. I think grand theft is like more a thousand dollars or more. Oh, like a car. Yeah, well, definitely. Yes, a car would be a grand theft. Grand theft. Grand theft auto. That's how I know. Yes. (laughs) There you go. Yes. There you go. Um, During the trial scene, Winchester's uniform shows three brass buttons above his belt. When Hawkeye and BJ show up with the picture of the guilty party, Winchester's uniform shows two brass. And one black plastic button above the mm, belt. Something mm. popped off and something wardrobe pinged. ran in there real quick and sewed it back on. <laughs> the point is, gentlemen, that my client is totally innocent of all the charges against him. Of that, there can be no question. But if you, in your wisdom, do not agree, think of me... My expenditure of time and effort has been staggering. And what of my credibility? Three generations of Winchesters have never lost an argument, much less a trial. If you send this man to the stockade, it will be an injustice, albeit a minor one. But the damage to my reputation will be a tragedy of epic proportions. With that... I leave you to your collective consciences to deliberate my fate and his. The defense rests. Uh, So I've got trivia time. So last episode's question. During the tongue depressor episode, Klinger started his own newspaper. What was his newspaper called? Well, the answer is Mash Notes. Congratulations if you got that. This episode's trivia question, in the same Tongue Depressor episode, Margaret was the paper's beauty editor. What was her column called? Hmm. Hmm. Go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And after careful deliberation, we, the members of the special court martial, find you, the accused, Corporal Maxwell Q. Klinger... Okay, Sergeant, sorry to interrupt, Colonel Drake, but we'd be sorrier if we What didn't. is going on here? Only a little ex post facto, habeas corpus, flagrante delicto, delightful and lovely. Captain, you are interrupting a United States Army court-martial, and you better have a good explanation. Oh, we we have a terrific explanation. I think you're doing. Have you no regard for the sanctity of these proceedings? I'm proceeding right to the stockade. Let him talk. You can't do that. Yes, I can. You're fired. Will you get to the point? Talk is cheap. Especially when one picture is worth a thousand words. The missing piece to the puzzle was provided by Captain Rollins during his inspired third degree. You see, he pointed out that Klinger wasn't in the OR when the camera was stolen. And we realized that all the thefts took place when we were in surgery. So when we got back to camp, we staged a phony OR. 
Light-fingered Louie here thought everyone was in surgery. Captain Pierce and I put Major Winchester's tape recorder on display. You what? While we lurked in the shadows, our model thief came by to have his picture taken. I think he looks better with the cuffs on, don't you? Corporal, I was about to find you guilty. But in the light of this new evidence, I think that your friends here have helped us avert a serious miscarriage of justice. Case is dismissed. I beat the rap. There you are, Max. Told you I'd get you off. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. Or just type in MASH4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to MASH4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH4077podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right, well, that's going to do it for this two-parter. Definitely enjoyed the second part more than the first part. Yeah. I think we both agree. And I think IMDb also agreed by point one. Yeah. Still, for me, it still wasn't the best story. But, you know, I'm not going to like them all. And and some people, this may be their favorites. And that's great because... You obviously found joy in something that I did not, but um, <laughs> I just no, that sounded horrible. I shouldn't say that because that sounds like I'm joyless. This episode's not joyless. <laughs> it is a fun episode, uh, especially yeah. this episode. I shouldn't see. I'm still stuck on the previous episode. It's still in my head. You are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It do- doesn't taint this and you, one. And you, this was a good episode. This, you're digging a hole. I know. I just keep <laughs> digging. Hole. Keep digging. Stop I just it. need to shut up and say, <laughs> "This is Kenny. This is Simon, and we'll be seeing ya." Guys, I can't just take your camera. You paid for it. And we think it's appropriate that the new owner takes the picture. All right, all right. All right, everybody. Now get in there and scrunch together a little more. Somebody get my oils. I can paint this cluster with less fuss. Sorry to interrupt you, folks. But do you know where I could find uh, Father Francis Mulcahy? Uh, I'm Father Mulcahy. Yes, Father. uh, I'd like to ask you a few questions. It's about some stolen Bibles, 18 to be exact. Why? Uh, Don't say another word, Father. Let your counselor handle this. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com.
Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved.